Thank you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Chaos Theory. It is Wags and Rodney. You can find me on Twitter, not to fake Wags and Rodney, as at the Rodney R. And on the gram at the underscore Rodney R. I'm on there at the Wagner Wire. What's going on, dude? I missed you, man. I missed you. Dude, yeah, man. I tell you, yesterday, it's like, man, where's my dude? You know, you know, it, it all works out, though. You know, it's all so good. That's that's a good they, thing, man. We just keep had rolling to put me in here. solitary confinement to watch this Giants game. Like, I had to prep myself to hmm. be able to watch the Giants game. And for anybody out there that sits here and says that the Giants don't need Saquon Barkley, you are absolutely out of your gourd because we've seen the splits now with Daniel Jones, with Saquon Barkley, and without Saquon Barkley. And it is rough. Now, don't get me wrong. There was still, like, some mishaps and some, you know, there was a, yeah. a tipped interception that Barkley had off of Saquon or, or uh you know, from Daniel Jones's pass, but lo and behold, Daniel Jones cannot run this offense. It is lethargic. It's awful. We'll get into that later. We got a lot to break down with Texas OU. Uh, hot. Uh, what's your favorite, you know, food up there? I've never been up there before in my life, honestly. So it's going to be tough for me to actually give an opinion. But I, I live through the, I, I live through the greatness of others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Low and yeah. you know, take. Take uh take the best damn corn dog out there in the world. I've never had like I, I've heard great stuff about French's hot dogs. I would l or uh, French's corn dogs. I would love to go out there and get a corn dog, man. I, I tell you, man, Oreos, fried Oreos taste like sex. Holy oh shit! My god. Hopefully it's good you know sex. sex you know, Hopefully know. it's clean sex. Uh, I mean that, that's that's a whole sex can is taste. Clean sex, um, hold on, though. Is clean sex the best sex? Well, I I mean kind of like the partner. The, the partner, you, you know, if, you, if you're going to be tasting things, oh, hopefully okay. it, it's a tasty uh, dish. Yeah. But no, I, no, I would I, I, I love stop. that. I'm gonna, we got to stop. I, I okay. love that challenge. I love that challenge because I would, I, I need to get my, I may take my ass down there and kind of hit the different spots and try it and, and compare it to this. Uh, dude, I've got a whole box of these in the pantry. So yeah, may, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll take that challenge. Um, hopefully there's good shitters over there because if I, if, if we do this oh, challenge, God, like, that's the, that, that is, that's the worst, man. When you have to shit and there's no Porter you ever seen train spotting. No, never mind. No. That's, that's just, no. never mind. No. Anyway, it, if, it, those in chat that have seen train spotting, you guys know what I'm talking about. The worst, the worst shitter in Scotland. Oh my God. So, so I have some friends in Pensacola and, I, and I'm going to drop their name right here. It's, it's a uh, uh, boy. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no. That's Alabama. Uh, it's Boyettes is what they're called. B-O-Y-E-T-T-S. I don't want to be misspelling shit like people do. But Boyettes, they run, they operate, they operate the, the, the portable shitters. And they have the most immaculate shitters you can find, dude. They've got those trailer ones with ACs and shit in there. Uh, I mean, and, and, a, and a TV. Oh, I mean, oh, oh yeah. I've never, I haven't seen the one with the TV, but I've seen the one with, like, the trailers with the, uh, with the AC in there, man. But that is, that is C... That's clutch. That is needed in Texas, man. Or anywhere where there is heat like this, you need a shitter with porcelain and AC. Dude, Must it's have. unbelievable. So Must so have. so there's this huge stock car race at the end at the end of November into December called the Snowball Derby in Pensacola, Florida. And people go there and I mean it, it, it's like Texas OU. I mean, this is actually like a 4-day ordeal where people are just getting smashed and getting hammered and all these different things. And you walk into any of these shitters that the Boyettes bring and and set out there and it's like, dude, I'll I'll walk into one of these trailers, the AC's on, the TV's running with the race on, and there's a, there's like dude snoring in the stall. I'm like like, dude, come on, man. Get 
Get your ass up. Get with it. Wipe your ass and get out of here. Come get on. with it. What's, so what's the what is the best food? And I'm gonna have to go to chat here too. Like I need chat's opinion because I've never been up to the fairgrounds. I've never I been up either. to Texas OU. I was I was supposed to go this week, but we had something going down that I got to go back east for. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then we'll and then we'll shoot right back over here. But uh, but yeah, like so I was really like pret- and don't get me wrong, man. I'm imagining like pretzels. Uh, with with bacon wrapped around them and then all types of sprinkles on there i've heard stories and tales about how you can get some type of of a damn purple-headed rainbow monster shit that goes down your throat you know feeling like smooth molasses or whatnot i've heard great stories but i know that sounds weird but i mean you give me one hell of a slug that'll go down there whoo wags i think it changes all the time fried ice cream it's like every year, every year, you know, they're, they're posting different uh, or you see different things online because like the guys were saying, the Internet don't lie about anything. I mean, you see different combinations of, of stuff, but I'm I'm a traditional dude. I mean, I see Fletcher's corn dog. I mean, that, that, that would be the one. I mean, I mean, I'd go to Jake, that. Is that the and, best is Jake? Is that the best thing on the menu? Is that the is or is that the most consistent item? Is the Fletcher's corn dog the most consistent item at the fairgrounds, Rodney? You know, to me, that's what I would do. I mean, when people start like, like if if we were going to take this and drop it in grease and try to fry it and have it all crusty like catfish, I mean, I don't think I want that. I mean, I want a staple. I, I want I want one of them big wait, wieners. Man. Fried, wait. I want I want the big wiener, dude. <laughs> How long? How long Welcome back, Wags. <laughs> I missed you yesterday, dude. Hit your damn bell. Hit your damn bell. Tuck it in your sock while you're at it too, man. Anyway, all right. So look, have you had a fried Twinkie though? No, man. You've never I, had I a haven't. fried Twinkie from Pluckers? No, no, I haven't. Rodney, it's the same concept, man. It's delicious. And I don't even like Twinkies, man, but a fried Twinkie, there's just something about it. I haven't had the fried Oreo either. Jake's uh Jake said something about the fried Oreo too. It's like sex. Bring it on, man. Let me taste it. <laughs> Give me those That's what lips. She said. <laughs> Give me those lips. Absolutely. All right, man. So what do you want to get into first? You want to break down a little bit of this uh, Monday night debacle or you want to, you know, get into Texas OU? I'd love to hear your thoughts and, in, in, you know, on on Texas's victory, dominating victory against Kansas, where once again, I told you they were probably good for 24. And somebody yeah. said, hey, I wouldn't go bet in the house on 24. I was, hey, dude, I'm not saying to go tease up to 24. I'm just saying that's my confidence level, right? All Pistons are firing. All things are firing for this Texas offense. Now, the defense has been up to championship level, and now the offense is starting to get up there, Rodney. I just I just like the fact I was talking about this yesterday with uh with BK is where you know you get into this ball game and it's 13 to 7 at half and in the past you know you know with Texas up ahead you know the past few years I I I I don't know if I'd be hitting that panic button but it's like oh my goodness but now now that Texas this program it's a second half team and I mean you know, you never, you you never want to be stale. You never want to be bland. You never want to not be productive. But man, when when you can put your foot on the gas and put your foot on the throat and every other fucking cliche you can come up with, when you're doing that in the second half, yeah. that, I mean that that's that's when it's go time, and that's exactly what's happening right now. And I think a lot of this fan base, I, I think that we're finally realizing that to where it's like, okay, first half wasn't quite what it's supposed to be even though when you were looking at those halftime stats i'm like how is this only a 13 to 7 ball game right there's domination but, but right. still 
there was no, there was no, oh my God, oh shit, you know, that we've seen in the past because you know they're going to make the adjustments that they need to make on, on the offensive side because the defense is doing their job, man. That, there is no question, right? My now. guy, you talked about being a second it. half team. You, you, you talked about it last week on how dominant of a factor that you thought Jonathan Brooks was going to be. And <laughs> dude, um, went over the 200 century mark, 219 yards, man. This guy was on fire. Looked like a Sunday running back. Uh, congratulations. I mean, you had the vision, my guy. Now, look, I thought there would be some Jonathan Brooks sprinkled in there. Um, but I thought that, you know, as long as CJ Baxter was healthy, yeah. I think that, and this is no slap in the face to CJ Baxter because he's one hell of a talented running back, but you've seen the ability for Jonathan Brooks to not only, you know, get yards after the first hit, he's also got the breakaway speed to pull away and just go. And we talked about how he gets stronger as the game goes on. That that speaks to, or that's, that is a testament to the second half team, right? And I've been critical. I've been fairly critical about Sarkeesian and with the up-tempo offense uh, real quick in the game, you know, very early in the game and then start to lay on him, you know, late in the game with, with, uh, with the run and Jonathan Brooks and, you know, starting laying the heavy hammer. But I think it's, dude, it, I can't criticize it. I can't fix it if it's not broke. Or why fix it if it isn't broke? That old cliche, right? And it's working to perfection almost. We're four, five and zero oh. now. Quinn, Quinn threw one interception all, all year long, right? It was last game, but still, man, the, what you're getting in bonus out of him with just these scrambles now. I mean, you, twenty plus yards. We never thought that we'd be talking about Quinn Ewers going on a twenty plus yard scramble for a touchdown, right? And then also doing like a bootleg, like a fake. Uh, a fake trap inside to get the the defense to suck in and then roll out on a on a bootleg or a waggle and then have the option to actually dive in or throw it. This dude is confident with his legs. He does look later on his feet. And Rodney, I was wrong. I was wrong about Quinn Ewers. I thought that he wasn't the best quarterback in the program, or I didn't think that he should be the one playing at the moment. I thought that uh I thought maybe, you know, if if he struggled a little bit more with the inconsistent play that maybe Malik should go in, but dude, it, it's, it goes to show do not have knee jerk reactions. All right. And allow things to settle. And if, if the motion is good and if it's not broken, do not fix it. All right. Do not hit the panic button. If there is no need to panic, we as Texas fans like to make everything perfect. And if it's not perfect, we hit the panic button. So let's pump the brakes just a little bit. Even though Sark says all gas, no brakes, let's know where to slow down a little bit where we go around the curves and then let's nail it out on the speed, man, to use your uh, motor uh, motor speedway reference there. Yeah, it's good stuff right there, my man. And it, it all comes down to it with, with yours. I mean, look, I mean, more reps, more game time. The impressive thing was we have watched him in the past to where, you know, we talk about playing down to the competition and everything. And this, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not insulting Kansas when I say playing down to the competition because they were ranked 24 coming into this ball game. But when you, when you go down that roster and you look at everything, and of course you had Daniels out and all of that. And, but, but I mean, let me tell you something. When, when you talk about Bean, that, that is a very good, I hate to use the term backup quarterback, that is a very good second-team quarterback that, that came in there. I mean, I'm looking at something uh, when they played Oklahoma, uh, Bean 16-27, 265 yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions. So the dude is very capable. I think that was last year. But, you, you know, the thing about that with that coming in, I mean, and you, I think – 
This is what we're talking about. No need to panic. This program is in a much better place. And, and like we've talked about with the running back thing, uh, you know, why, why take the bell cow out of the ball game? I mean, this is the I, guy. I, I like the change of pace, though. I do like sure. you know, kind of keeping the, the defense on their toes, sure. unbalanced a little bit. Um, but with that, it, it, it goes to show you how much balance we have, right? Like we use our balance as an offense to keep the defense so unbalanced, man. It's just, mm -hmm. I'm going to sound so fanboy today, man, because I've been so, I feel like I've been a lot, I've been very critical. I won't say pessimistic. I've been very critical of the Longhorns because I expect, Oh man, I, I am too. Like, like most Longhorn fans, I expect perfection. Well, it, you know, back to the running back thing in the past, what we would have, you know, I think what we would have gotten, you know, whether it be in this game or whatever game, you know, Jonathan Brooks goes out there and he, and he has a great series and it's like, okay, hot hand right here. This is a guy next series. The offense Ooh. comes out and, and here comes CJ and then, okay, next series, here comes Jaden blue. And, and that's, that seems to be what this coaching staff has gotten away from. Yes. The mixture, the change, all of that. Yes. That is allowing great. them to get flow, right? Allow them to find their rhythm right. right that's a whole thing so much of this with football i mean any damn sport any damn sport right there and the same thing we're talking about yours man the more that he does this and the more and that and that confidence factor i mean you see it in this guy man the swagger whatever you want to call it this dude comes rolling out on the field and it's like he he is he knows what he is going to be able to do because he's got so many freaking weapons wags yeah, and that's and the can, part about this team that makes him so fucking scary in my opinion and we can we can all get into our own heads right we know that right like we all have battles with ourselves right and god the last thing i want to do is sit here and criticize quinn yours when he's been playing damn near perfect right because you, you know the kid can he's he's playing Sunday football. I can't, I can't believe I'm saying that from a Texas, you know, as as a as a Texas quarterback, it looks good to see that you're playing Sunday football, right? Like the C the C are do now don't get me wrong, like Sam Ellinger I thought played Sunday football as well, right? But uh Quinn Ewers to me, dude, when he it's when he's finally able to sit here and consistently throw the ball like uh, over 300 yards like he's been doing, man. It just turns into really consistent play, and that's what we've been very critical of with him over the past four weeks. Consistency, right? It looks good, yeah. man. He's taking what the defense allows him, and he's using that balance here, Rodney. Yeah, it, it the maturity part really seems to be there. I mean, just in a lot of different factors. I mean, I don't know if it's finding the faith. I, I don't know uh, people maybe in his inner circle that that have gathered him back in. But I mean, look at this, Wags. I mean, here here are the numbers to this point. I mean, for him, he's uh, ninety seven of one forty seven pass attempts, one interception, one thousand three hundred and fifty eight yards, ten touchdowns. Dude, I guarantee you, any team in the nation Only will one. that. We'll take that, right? Only one pick, but let's look at the counterpart, pick. though, because Venables has an offense that's kind of firing on all cylinders, too, right? And Gabriel's no slouch, you know, no. on the other side. So no. this defense is going to be tested for, I don't want to say for the first time, clearly not for the first time because they've been playing championship-level, you know, football, and they've they've gone up against Alabama. But I dare I say that, I think Oklahoma's offense is better than Alabama's offense this year. 
Uh, I, I think Gabriel's it's a playing unit. one hell of a Gabriel's playing one hell of a campaign right now as well. You talk about him, his numbers: fifteen touchdowns to two interception ratio. Uh, so he's still playing clean football as well. Almost sixteen hundred yards through the air, fifteen ninety three, and his consistency is pretty good. His accuracy is pretty good as well: one eighteen for one fifty seven. So both these quarterbacks can sling it. This is going to be a high scoring affair. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You, you want to talk lines and everything? We'll break that down in just a little bit. I do want to hear from the coach. Um, we talked about Sarkey, or we talked about Ewers using his legs as a coach, as Sarkeesian, right? Do you even want Quinn Ewers using his legs? I mean, sure, make plays, extend plays, but do you want him relying on that? Because, dude, he does have one hell of a talented arm, and you do want him to be able to sling it. But here's Sarkeesian on on uh, Quinn being able to use his legs. I think that he's gaining confidence too. He's figuring out, man, maybe I'm a little faster than than I thought. Uh, last week probably helped on that. Uh, but that's an added weapon because now that affects coverages, right? That affects how do you cover us. Uh, if you're going to play a man, man principles, and you're going to turn your back and try to double receivers, who has the quarterback? And so now that – that puts an onus on the defensive line and the rush patterns because now maybe they're not rushing as hard because they don't want to give him those running lanes to take off on third down. Uh, and in turn, now we can hold the ball a little longer and wait for some of those routes to open up. So I thought he used his legs really effectively tonight, had a couple big third down scrambles. Obviously the touchdown run uh, was the biggest one of them all. Uh, and then even there at the goal line uh, with the keeper out the back door. So uh, again, it's just another added weapon. It's, it's uh it's adding to the versatility of who we are offensively. It's all flowing, Rodney. It's yeah. all flowing, man. And, and yeah. I love what Sarkeesian said there, man. It kind of touched on what we were talking about. It speaks to his confidence. Oh, absolutely. And the other part of that, I mean, just kind of in a nutshell right there, I know a lot of coach speak, you, you know, with all of that, but but what does all of that do? It keeps the defense off balance because there are so many different ways that 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 you can that you can come at people. And I love what Jake says right there. Quinn's letting his nuts hang. I mean, that that's great. And, and you know, here here's the other here, here's the bigger deal about that. Is is Sarkeesian and this uh, and this coaching staff, they're letting those nuts hang. I, I yeah, think a lot of times exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right. They're allowing right. the space. It's not like a yes. Holiday Inn where there's a cheap hotel yes. room and everything. You're actually yes. at a ballroom, man. Let them let them flow, guy. Let them flow, man. I mean, just Ooh. just just let those fuckers go all the way down and and let well, him you just do let it. it go, didn't you? Yeah, be, be, <laughs> because you let, let sixty, Rodney. Sixty is the over under on this game between these two quarterbacks mm -hmm. touting the rock like this and spinning it. Do you think it's possible to hit that number? You know what? I think so because I think the that's, difference that is high. That's pretty I, high. That is pretty high. The Texas defense, I think, could be the difference. And and again, th th this is going to be. A I, I think so, but but you never know when you get into one of the. No, we're not going to have forty nine to nothing again. I've had folks messaging me. We're going to whip their ass. You know, we're going to hang fifty on them. Well, maybe, maybe. But that's where it's kind of both ways. I mean, we may hang 50 on them, but, you know, they may hang 30 on us. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the, the, the thought I'll right there. I'll, I'll take that. I would and, take that. And the that. whole thing is, Wax, this is a much better Oklahoma team than, than last year. 100%. That, that, that team that Oklahoma rolled into the Cotton Bowl, that, well, all season, that, that they had. Dude, that was a shit show. That was transition right there, you know, with Brent Venables and the, and there's still there's still questions about him as a head coach and all of that. But yeah, it's a defensive guy, <laughs> so that's that kind of goes back to strength versus strength. And uh, I don't know, and, and exactly, 
they have a defense. They do and have a defense, but look, so Rodney, I've been doing some film work, right? And uh -oh. uh, yeah. Um, so if you go back a couple of weeks ago to Cincinnati versus OU, Cincinnati, OU, Cincinnati. Yeah, if you what I don't know how you pronounce it. I, I'm from the East Coast. I might did I say it like that? I hope I didn't say it. No, like no, 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 no. I, I had a buddy from up north and he would always call me up and he's like, Cincinnati. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I, hope, I really hope I don't sound like that. No, no, no. Anyways, no. um, yeah, OU does have a top five uh, defense. I and you know it's it's there, man. They uh they can play. Look, they're back into it. I won't say that they're gonna lay an egg anymore. Um, I was speaking out of my ass when I said I called I called a fifty piece. I was like, oh, or uh Texas fifty to nothing last year, right? Just kind of letting it fly. Absolutely did not mean it, and all of a sudden it did turn to forty nine nothing. That is not going to be the case this time, right? So look. They struggle at covering the offense, or excuse me, covering the offense. They struggle at covering the tight end here. And yep. what do we have? We have one hell of a dynamic tight end. Um, Hopefully. So they're Hopefully. leading. I got to go all the way back one more week here. Let me pull this up, though. Yeah. While you do that, I mean, that's the other thing that, that we have to watch. I mean, I think it's going to be day by day. Maybe we know Thursday the status of JT Sanders. And, and you know, I think that's massive to, to have him – in the ball game, or uh, Wags, BK and I were talking yesterday. I don't think if he's not in the ball game, Texas, you know that that's going to drastically increase the chances of Texas losing that game. But God dang it, it's good to have him in the lineup. Oh yeah, yeah. No matter. I yeah. mean, even if even if he's a uh, even if he's just Coy. a decoy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's going to draw yeah. attention. He's going to draw at least two people or or a bracket over the middle where he has to. He demands that by now, right? But look, Mateo, man. Three three reception. Now he wasn't a leading reception goer there, but he had the, the most yards of the night, right? He had explosive, uh, one hell of an explosive play there. He ended the night with fifty or ended the day rather with fifty yards, sixteen point seven on the average. And of course that long coming from a thirty-five yarder there. But that's what I'm saying. Like they do not cover the hook to curl and they do not cover the flats route, uh the flat routes well. If you can get a tight end back there in the no zone to where they're exposed or a nice running back like we have a plethora, we have a three-headed hydra of them, right? And we saw what Brooks can do when he gets in. You know, he doesn't just have the ability to, to run you over. He actually can can catch the ball. He's got some hands coming out of the backfield too. If you allow this guy to use the hook-to-curl zones and use the, the flat zones, I'm talking about Quinn Ewers, use, yep. what, use his weapons, get the isolated weapons in one-on-one -on -one and allow him to cook, I think you can expose this OU defense and get some significant points on him. I know they have a... They've had a tremendous improvement on their defense, but look, man, I still think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but 60 points, Rodney, that is tough That's for me lot. to sit here and bet the over on that. Uh, we'll see how this line goes before kickoff, but right now it's sitting at 60, man. I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to decline and maybe shave it down, tease it a couple of points, but nah, 60 is a little bit too bold for me, man. Yeah, and, and, and again, I'm a broken record, dude. I'm old. I always say that. Control the line of scrimmage. I mean, come on out, smash the running game, run Jonathan Brooks down this defense. This defense hadn't faced an offense like Texas yet. Come on out here and 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 establish the run game. Yeah, they're probably going to throw him first down, or whatever. Going to throw a hitch, going to throw a screen, whatever the hell. I mean, that that's what that's what Steve does. But just come on out, establish a running game with or without JT Sanders. It's going to open up, uh, you know, alleys down the middle. It's going to open up stuff on the outside right there to where you can do so many different things. Sure, throw your double pass. You, you've got to do that. It seems like something that's got to happen uh, most of the time. But uh, 
it, it, control the line of scrimmage. That, that's the bottom line. You Wags, you and I, we're old school. You win the damn game in the trenches each and every week. I don't give a damn who you're playing. You can play OU, West Virginia, Baylor, Wyoming, Rice, whoever it is. You win the battle at the line of scrimmage. 100. And you, are, you are going to win the football game. We know, we know that all that. Is, and look, I think what Danny was trying to say is that they're playing like a top five offense and defense. Like yeah. we all see the stats. We know that they're not in the top five here. Um, but look, that's just the caliber of defense that they're playing. We say that that Texas is playing at a championship caliber defense. They're, that doesn't mean that they're number one in you know sure. in, in the nation's sure. defense here. Um, so I mean, the the line is sixty for the over under here. Texas is favored by a touchdown. That kind of scares me a little bit. Um, I kind of feel like it's more of a three to four point game. Uh, we'll see how the line shaves and, and, and shifts towards kickoff here, uh, but. Takeaways, Rodney, from this, I think you just do what you do. You continue to do the high up-tempo offense like you've seen from Sarkeesian over the past couple of weeks and lean on your running back towards the end. Now, you know that Venables is going to have the same type of game plan as well, right? He's going to know where he can get, he can isolate and, and gouge this defense. And to me right now, I think that you can attack him on a defensive front. I know it's been... I know they've been playing really good with strong gap assignment, but they also looked like they've been really suspect or vulnerable at times inside the tackles here. Maybe what maybe a one a one cut and score and and been susceptible to the long home run, right? Like if you missed it so far we've been disciplined and breaking down and, and wrapping up and getting more more than just three or four guys to the ball and you've been finishing your tackles. But you got to be able to continue to do that consistently, at least with an offense of this explosive play like this, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and the whole thing is, you know, I was talking about this yesterday on the program where, you know, Texas has seemed to find, they found a groove right here to where starting quarterbacks aren't going to make the call, you know, but that's not going to be the case this weekend. You're preparing for Dylan Gabriel. He is 100% healthy. Um, he's coming at you. Marcus Major in the backfield. I, I mean, they, they have modest, uh, I mean, with their with their rushing stuff, I, I mean, it, it's modest numbers compared to what, what Texas is doing. But, but again, you, you know, I, I know a lot of people are falling back on schedule and all of this and talking about, well, you hadn't played anybody. And, and I've heard all of that. But, I mean, you, you, you guys know this all the time. And, Wags, you and I have talked about this on high school stuff in the past. When you have a rivalry game like this, I don't give a damn. Oh, you could be zero and five. Yep, they could both be zero yep. and five. You come into this game, you throw that shit out it's the window. Super, it's a Super Bowl for everybody, man. And look, I know that we played yes. Alabama. I know that the best is, could still possibly be yet to come. But right now, Rodney, you're absolutely right, dude. This is the damn Super Bowl, man. And if you're not up for this game, check your god, check your dosh, your gosh darn pulse, as my granddad used to say, man. Hey, so. This is a different defense than it was last year. Of course, we all know that. Let's hear from Sarkeesian on how different this offense, or excuse me, this defense is versus last year to this year. Playing really well together. Um, you know, Coach Venables, he, he'd been doing it too long at too high of a level to think they weren't going to, you know, get that thing fixed. I said it last year that they would. And so, uh, naturally, they have. I think they're just playing well together. You know, a lot of guys on the, on the same accord. Uh, the front tied together with the backers, tied together with the secondary. The multiplicity of what they do is very challenging. They've got a lot of defense. They got a lot of coverages. They got a lot of pressure packages. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely challenging on that front, especially when when they're all on the same accord um, and and working well together. So, um, like I said, we we've got a, we've got our work cut out for us offensively this week in preparation for the ball game. 
So I like what he said there, right? He talks about how they do send packages and they do get aggressive and they blitz you, right? But also what that does is allow you in one-on-one. Now, I know we're going to have to see the update on JT Sanders to see if he's mm-hmm. able to go, but still, you can find weapons. You can get Whittington into the middle and cut up, you know, carve up yards in between the hash marks too here, man. There's so many weapons that you can use here. We talked about the toy chest that Quinn Ewers had last week going into this Kansas game, and he – God, he utilized it to perfection, man. It was balanced, Rodney. That's what I saw all damn night, balanced. And that led to the domination of Jonathan Brooks or John Brooks on the ground. Yeah, and that's the huge thing right there. I mean, balance is such a such a, a big word and such a key factor in a situation like this. And then you have A.D. Mitchell with a career game that he had. And, and this is where I think when we talk about all the receptions? weapons. What's that? Ten receptions, right? Yeah. Think yeah. he had ten receptions. Yeah, when you oh, when you start when, when you start talking about when you start talking about all the the multitude and and plethora of weapons that are available to this Texas offense, it's it's like okay. However, you're scouting this. I mean, obviously, you're going to worthy, you're, and now you see what AD Mitchell does. And it's like okay, you're going to hone into these guys. You don't know the status of JT Sanders, but that's okay. You hone in and you worry about those guys. There are still so many more in the toolkit, dude, that, that can that can be a factor. And it and I know, I know that this program, I think, has finally learned, has finally learned, and they have finally in through their training, again, using one of Sark's words, through their training and being on their own accord, is that they need to be he was, he was rocking that Honda Accord today, wasn't he? Boy, that accord all the time. It's like by their own accord and all this different stuff. I'm like, what in the hell? Man, I haven't seen a Honda Accord in a long time. What what is he talking about right here? But uh, not only does the man dress in style, I, I need to I, I need his wife to come dress me because man, I, I dress, you know, not not the best sometimes. But uh I'll tell they you got that, some outfit. They uh they definitely got some drip. They <laughs> right. absolutely have some drip. They might be the best pair. They they look like the king and queen of college football when they show up on any Absolutely, campus, man. That's man. for sure, dude. Yeah, man. All right, and we we talked about how you know physicality is going to be dominant in this game, or is going to be one of the tail of the tapes, especially in between the the, the trenches. Here's Sarkeesian on physicality. Well, I think you know for us, that's kind of a that's kind of a prerequisite if we're going to play good football uh, in any game, we have to play physical. You know, we're we're not a don't block defensive ends and read defensive ends and try to create space that way. We're kind of a double team driven power running team. Um, we throw a lot of balls on the perimeter and we have to block on the perimeter. They're kind of similar. The, all the perimeter things that they do, uh, their receivers block. And so we've got to do a great job on defense of getting off those blocks at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they, there's a lot of gap scheme things of our ability to get off blocks. So I think there's a level of physicality to both teams and their style of play you put the two together in this environment obviously that that ramps those things up so uh yeah i do i do think it's going to be of, of importance saturday 100 there rodney now look he talks about physicality here but he it's disguised really well with all the slinging around and, and up-tempo offense that he does right and he talks about getting his guys in one-on-one situations in the perimeter and that's exactly what they do and they do it well uh, Jonathan Brooks being able to go over the 200 century mark that might solidify you as a physical dominant team and credit got to give credit where the credit is due this offensive line man they and it's talented. and then, you know you returned it all you returned all five offensive linemen here they're playing like a championship caliber unit man we talk we give the the defense their roses too but the offensive line is playing tremendously as well yeah they are and and, and you know the whole thing like we were talking about with the bell cow 
19 carries, I think it was, uh, Saturday. Give him 20 carries. I mean, just drive him down their throat until – you, you, you worry about exhaustion, though? Do you worry about – you? Overusing or overworking Jonathan Brooks or John Brooks. Oh, I'm gonna keep calling it's gonna be cool on Saturday, dude. It's gonna be in the 70s. He'll be fine. I know, but don't you do you worry <laughs> I know about, you mean the physical part. I, I know right, what you mean. But I mean, do you worry part. about like if you if you overwork Brooks now, do you have him too banged up going into conference play or championship week? Or, you know, God forbid anything happens, you know, for bowl week or yeah. national championship week, because it looks like it's an actual thing. Yeah, well, I think the best part of that I'm is way ahead, I'm way ahead of my skis. I'm sorry. No, way no, no, and, and, and I totally get what you're saying. I, I think the best part of that is once you get past this, once you get past this game, hopefully a win, that schedule is going to soften up record-wise. It's going to soften up a little bit from this point, and and maybe that's where you know if you do get him banged up a little bit. I mean, I mean, you've got you got guys in the shoot ready to go, and that's kind of where where we go back to. Uh, you know, having, having, you know, guys ready to play and ready to be the dude to go be the dude. And, you know, I, but, but the whole well, thing is you, to me like, right what now. What about this Super Bowl caliber of, of an event though? We talked about how big of a hype game this is and how crazy this is. Like what you talked about having a dude ready to go though, but how do they stay poised and content and I guess calm in a manner that they need to be in, in an event like this? I've never been nowhere near to a spectacle like this. I played in the state championship or excuse me, a, a district championship game um, for, you know, Polly versus city or whatever back in the day. But um, yeah. Oh my God, that was, we, we played, that was high school ball. And we played in the Raven stadium, man. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Well, this is, I, this I, is the damn super bowl of all super bowls, especially between these two teams. Like how do you stay level headed in a game of this much hype? And that's where I think we go back to the mind shift that we're seeing with this program to where the, the, these guys that are in the shoot, you know, that may be called upon to go make a play or whatever. These coaches have them ready to go. And you're sitting on that sideline and you are amped and ready. You were just you're waiting to hear your name. It's like wags, wags. And they send you out on the field, and you are so juiced that you just want to go out there and beat the living hell out of somebody. I'm gonna be and like, I mean, ain't no that, way, it, ain't mean no that, way you're a, calling my name. And I mean, and here's here's what I like what 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 Wax what Wax what Sark is talking about is that they're talking about physical football, and that's been the knock on this program for a longest time. They're soft, yeah, yeah. you know, it's country club atmosphere, Little all Little of that. Yeah. Heard this, that one this too. This is country a physical atmosphere. football team. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. In it's the words of uh, what, what's her name, um, it's about damn time. Uh, somebody will tell us. Somebody will chat. Tell us who that is. But no, I mean, we also talked about like how the hype game is and how you got to keep a level head. Here's Sarkeesian on how you do need to keep a level headed in terms of deal with the hype game. To your point, I mean, obviously the Alabama week with the, you know, the potential distractions that come with the week like this. And I, I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, one thing we keep preaching to our players is starve your distractions, feed your focus. Right. And. Ooh. If we, we focus on the task at hand, uh, and that's one day at a time, focus on today, and what are we trying to do today, be present today, be present on purpose, um, That that's the formula for us to be successful. For other teams, that may be different, but the team that we have, that's our formula for success. And so uh, how do I gauge that? Do I feel like they're present today, right? Do I really feel like they're dialed into what we're doing today? Uh, and then we'll take care of tomorrow, tomorrow. But for us to be successful Saturday, 
we need to be really good today on Monday. Yep. And then tomorrow, we need to be good again tomorrow, one day at a time. In our system and our approach is the best way of going about it. We were able to do that in preparation for the Alabama game, uh, and I think that that's going to be of the utmost importance this week as well. With all the stuff going on around this game, we need to be really present with what we're doing. Love it, man. Dude. Now, of course, there's yeah. some coach speak in there, right? You'll, you know, going one and oh, and one day at a time, and stuff like that. Of course, we didn't hear the one and oh, but I mean, that it's important to have that mindset and know what you have to do to, and to take care of the little things, right? To get the big things accomplished, so to speak. It does. I mean, this really feels like just a program. And, and I say that all the time, a program, not just the football team. This really seems like an entire football program that has a goal in mind. And they seem to be in that mindset of, of some of the better Texas teams that we've seen. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're the 05 team or the 09 team or all of that, because we don't know. There's a lot to be determined to get to that point, And there's a long way to go. But man, they just really seem to be in the right headspace and they're buying into everything that's happening and by the way i remembered that song is it, it, it's sang by lizzo is who sings that lizzo i knew you'd look it up um, no i didn't look it up it, it hit me it's one of those songs they play in cycle you know when it, when i'm over there cycling and it's like they're they're telling us all this stuff and it's like it's about damn time so you know one of those things uh, a- like <laughs> so we put up one hell of an offensive show on saturday as well but oh you put up a 50 burger rodney do you have any type of i guess fear that a 50 burger could be put up on this defense that we've been i mean that we've been touting out so far now look we're gonna have to get a little bit more crazier with it i don't think that you're gonna be able to just rely on the four-man fronts i know we've been dialing up some blitz packages but we hadn't been letting we hadn't been letting the uh the orlando all jailhouse loose you know blitz yet man i don't know what the hell we're gonna have to dial up to get it done but you're gonna have to slow down this offense of oklahoma so far gabriel looks fantastic man we've already talked about it breaking down his numbers very it's very comparable to quinn years and when you're not playing when you're not playing mistake football when you're actually playing mistake free football it's hard to come up with turnovers it's hard it's come up with takeaways so you have to be able to dial up blitz packages and force them into uncomfortable marks right put them into situations that they haven't seen before right get gabriel off his spot make him use his legs a little bit more than he has than he uh likes to right we know that what gabriel likes to do he likes to stand in the pocket he likes to have a clean pocket and throw most quarterbacks like to do that now yeah. you got to force him off his spot so that he's uncomfortable and he can't make his throws yeah. I mean, you never say never. And again, this game, I mean, like, like Sarkis talked never say never. Boy, we're, we're just full of hits today. This is, uh, it's like the uh, top 40 hit that you're tuning into here today with the uh, chaos theory. But I mean, and one of the things that, that he talks about right there is, is the moment. I mean, the moment of this contest. I mean, this is huge uh, for a lot of these kids. Maybe if it's their first time playing in this contest, you, you know, it, it, they're going to be overwhelmed a lot of, of, of with what happens here and kind of going back to like my high school stuff. Coaches tell me I hate homecoming because there are so many distractions yeah. and that's what this game is going to give you. There's a lot of distractions. This is the super, I'm telling you, man, this is the Super Bowl, dude. Like you can call sure. it what you want, like until the next event or until the next game of Mac until next week, this is the damn Super Bowl, man. I don't care, man. You, you can slice it up however you want to talk about it. Um, Sarkeesian talks about kind of keeping a cool, calm presence going into a hype game like this. It's sure. impossible, man. Emotions are going to hit you, bro. And especially once that 
once that kickoff happens, man, and once you get that first pop, then maybe the jitters and stuff get out and, or whatnot. But, dude, you you have to be completely focused the entire time all week long because you feel like this that this is the Super Bowl, dude. Hey, look, uh, the YouTube chat is popping off. It is – y'all be civil in here. Y'all be civil, absolutely, <laughs> man. Uh, we also have that text line as well, 512-222-9328. But also, Rodney, let's talk about Cobra, man. Let's talk about our friends over there. Man, we got to talk about those great people, and I am going to see them, I think, here very, very soon, because we were talking last week about the hailstorm that came over here and uh, hit my hood here uh, last week. Well, I'll tell you what, I got to take the car yesterday and get it checked out, and they're like, holy shit, what happened here? This car is totaled. You need to start shopping for a new vehicle. So I'm going to Covert BK, because they are proud supporters right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered, 42 acres in beautiful bee caves out in the hill country three state-of-the-art dealerships seven different brands of those uh great covert vehicles buicks gmc's caddies chrysler the dodge the jeeps and the rams and of course if you're looking for the fords and the chevrolets as jeff gordon says you can head over to covert hutto uh right now right our uh right out my way down highway 79 and of course the staple covert uh, ford lincoln in austin covert ford they're going to hook you up right there 86 service bays ready to do all of your routine maintenance on all of those makes and models don't sit there messing around waiting all day it shouldn't be an all-day task to get a dad gum oil change i mean go over there and, and they're going to get you in there time is not going to be a factor a minimal wait and they will get you hooked up check out the weekly specials at covertpcave.com coverts man it's a staple in austin it's a staple in central texas they have been doing this since 1979 go say hello to our man dan covert at covert b cave and remember nobody beats a covert deal not now and not ever no, Ever. They, no, they don't. Of course, we would be remiss if we didn't tell you about our friends at Audiovisual Consultations as well. 512-255-8678, the very best in audiovisual automation, setting the standard, as a matter of fact, in that category since 1988. For 35 years, doing it the best that anyone has done in the Central Texas yep. area. Make sure you look them up on their website at avconsultations.com as well, or... Just give him a call. Tom's an old school guy. He likes old school ways. 512-255-8678. You can get the flat screen TVs that I have back here right behind me or the arcade little system that I have as well. Call them up. Anything's possible. No job too big. No job too small. Go downstairs and check out my home theater system that I have. You can have anything that you want. 512-255-8678 with audio visual consultations. Look them up. Are you inviting, are you inviting all the listeners to your house? I'm trying to throw out. a signal. I'm trying to throw, you know, is the bat signal? Do you not see like the, hey, come on over. Do you not see my friend in the background there saying, oh, hey, man. No, it sounds like a Hopefully he's party, not at, party at Wag's house, man. Come on over, man. Bring the nach nacho cheese, my cheese. <laughs> hey, and, and also got to talk about great blue hair and furniture. I still tease you guys all the time. Every time I move here in this junky fake leather chair that I'm sitting in, I realize that I need to call those folks. A custom leather furniture company started back in 1991. Like I said yesterday, Wags, uh, all the people that we talk about right here, 1909, 1988, 1991. These are companies that are established and have been doing it a long time and they do it right. 
and these great folks at uh, Great Blue Heron, they they focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from ranging from traditional Western to modern uh, farmhouses. And man, this is some beautiful looking stuff. I mean, state of the art, great looking stuff, and it's built right. I mean, the quality furniture you're not going to find it anywhere. Uh, I mean, the most stylish. Uh, I mean, you will not find it anywhere else. There's a link right there at the top of your uh, page. Check out that YouTube video and the description, and it takes you to the one and only Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. How about that? How about that? You, you, you guys think all that, over the, we got a damn network right, going or something. Right. You guys think that we're all on like the post office wall. Hell no. We got our own uh, collection of furniture right there. And if you use the code HOOKEM, 15% off of your purchase. For, if you're looking for furniture that is built right and, and going to last for decades, it is the great folk, folks at Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click that link or... Just pick up the phone like in the old days. You don't have to use a rotary phone and the damn cell phone. Now you just punch those numbers in. 866-247-9688. Check them out. It is great Blue Heron furniture. How about Love that? those guys. All right, we've been, talking, uh, we've been talking a lot of collegiate sports. You want to talk about that debacle on Monday night real quick? Oh, my God, Wags. I, I felt... I got right, to can can I can I just get my roses? Like everybody said, are you what are you crazy? The commanders aren't the worst team in the in the East. Can we? Can we actually call it what it is? Can we face reality here? I'm, I'm sorry, awful. dude. When you when you when you initially said when this show debuted about a month ago, you were talking about how bad the Giants were, and I'm like, come on, man. I I, I seriously thought at one follow point them. nobody follows them. I thought that they could be a threat, you know, to the to to the Cowboys, you know, because Philadelphia's just going to do what they're going to do, and Dallas will find ways to shit the bed at the end of the year. But dude, the, the Giants are bad. They really are bad. And 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 Danny Dimes. Holy oh, shit. stop. Don't call that, him that. He doesn't deserve that damn name anymore. Does he? Danny Pennies. Pennies. All right. Danny Peso. Danny Change. Let's call him Danny Change because he, he needs to change. No, you let's call him pay, Pesos. I, no value. <laughs> ring your bell. Yeah, ring your bell. Whenever I, whenever I can't speak, ring your bell. Hell, that's half the damn show, isn't it? Anyway, right man. Uh, yeah, it's just look. You want to break this down any way you want to look at it, dude. Um, Daniel Jones dropping back thirty-four times, having to run for his life. No enters or no touchdowns out of it, man. Um, Rodney, ten times he was sacked. Ten times. So it's not all on Daniel Jones. Okay, I talked about how awful this offensive line was. It is worse than I thought. It is absolutely worse than I thought, man. You allowed this. This isn't the Legion of Boom that came out here and no. got you 10 times. This Not isn't quite. Dan Campbell's Legion of Boom. We're seeing what that has, or, or, or we're seeing, you know, Dan Campbell's effects in his uh, pedigree in Dallas, man. We're already seeing that. This was a Seattle team. And don't get me wrong, like, I think Pete Carroll and company do it better, dude. Better yeah. than most teams in the league still. They have a really good pedigree there. But this was a defense that came out and got you 10 damn times. Wrecked your entire game plan. Dable or Dable says he's got a, you know, he's got an answer for this, but shit, it gets worse and worse each week. And the <laughs> the level of opposition isn't exactly getting harder. You're not yeah, prepping. Yeah. You're in MetLife Stadium, dude. You're not traveling across the con the continent like uh, Seattle did. It, it's yeah. it's I'm in, I'm uh, I'm heightened a little bit because I am a fan 
of the Giants, and I am tired of watching not mediocre football, awful football. Yeah. Awful football. Well, got sacked 11 uh, times. I didn't uh, see the yeah, only you know, I only saw 10 times. Seattle's three and one. And I saw some folks say, well, Seattle's pretty damn good. They're three and one. Well, so is Tampa Bay. Oh, you know, oh, there's Cam- a long yeah. way to go. Campbell got sorry, there's Campbell. Long- there was they got 11 sacks, correct? Yeah, I was going to well, Dan, I was going to Dan Jones's sacks. Thank you. For, well, thank you, Jake. It, Appreciate you, bud. And here's here's the trend that I saw, unfortunately uh, for you, that I saw also on Sunday. You've got Daniel Jones, and then you also had Mac Jones on Sunday. And I had Mac Jones on my dynasty team, so it it was. It's like I I don't want to. I don't want my name to be Jones if I'm a quarterback right now because those guys were. When does Belichick hang it up? Man, I'll tell you what. You mentioned you mentioned Pete Carroll. And I think what what I've really been Pete Carroll does not look like he's 72, Rodney. No, he man, that dude can chew gum. Uh, I wonder if he has dentures or that that dude chewing gum. I'm like, dude, dude he's got, slow an down. Jaw. got an iron jaw. Got an iron jaw, Rodney. Yeah, it's like holy smoke, man. It's like that dude could tear up some some pluckers' wings the way that he moves those jaws right there. But it, it's like it, he, here's the thing. What I what I'm so impressed with Pete Carroll is that he's done a good job. They haven't retooled in Seattle. Uh, they've just adjusted and and been able to 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 be more modern with the way that the NFL has changed. I was talking about this yesterday with with Wags, you know, with Belichick. With BK. With BK. Uh, I know you love me, but I wasn't there yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry with BK. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting all worked up over here. Um, with BK is you know has has the game passed by you know Bill Belichick, and it's like and, and BK made a great point yesterday. Get him out of the GM role. Let him just coach football. He's a football coach. Um, has the game uh, passed Belichick by? Do you think? I mean. You know, I know a lot of folks are like, well, you know, when you have Tom Brady, you can do all this different shit. Well, Tampa Bay had Tom Brady last Belichick's been able to scheme. He's been able to adapt and scheme almost for three decades now. Exactly. Exactly. When, it's, when not you're like, guy, it's not like football is changing to the fact where he doesn't know. I mean, hell, when, when, when the league needs to zig, he zigs while they're zagging. You know what I mean? He's almost led, you know new football or, 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 you know, dynamic football, just different packages, man, abnormal football. Um, you've seen Harbaugh tight, try to take a little bit of uh, a recipe of success from Belichick's page, dude, whenever the league is zigging, he usually zags. He tries to find mm-hmm. new tendencies or new ways to approach the game. Like even to the fact where he goes back to, uh, to playing like Navy style football of just nothing but like options. Sometimes, man, he adapts, he takes what the defense gives him. And he also takes away what the defense does best. But you're just not seeing that from what Belichick is being able to do here. I don't know if it's you know a, a, a an O'Brien thing being able to call the offense here, but I used to think that O'Brien, at least of all things, knew how to call an offense or knew how to script an offensive playbook. But it's just it's been tough for the Patriots, and maybe it's just bad quarterback play by Matt Mac Jones as well. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of that with with Mac Jones is you, you know he was a, he was a good quarterback at Alabama. I mean, he well, came I mean, out a lot of good system too, right? Like, 
that. You're you're hitting my point exactly because what what he doesn't have in New England is he doesn't have somebody he doesn't have that quarterback whisperer that that people talk about. He doesn't have somebody to come in and, and work with him because uh, you know I think that's hugely important right now. I think it's the same problem in Chicago. You know everybody wants to beat up Justin Fields, but hell, he doesn't have anybody to guide he him. He looked pretty damn good on Sunday. He's he he slinging around. They he look, they did, got the but- loss, but he looked good. Yeah, but it's like both of those guys, Mac Jones and, and Justin Fields, when people want to beat them up and, and stuff, it's like their quarterback play is horrible. Well, you know, it would be good to have somebody on your staff. You look you look at a lot of these teams. It's good to have somebody on your staff that's going to guide these guys and make them better. Right. I mean, that kind of goes without saying that, you know, to be honest with you. And, and it shouldn't be the offensive coordinator. I mean, somebody, maybe it is. But some somebody to guide these guys. You got to teach them the way of this. And this is a new NFL, dude. It is a brand new NFL. Yeah, I don't right know now. if I don't know if Belichick's style still works with this. You saw how like Tom Coughlin had to change, right? He changed with the Giants, right? And it it worked to perfection. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, it worked to perfection. They got the Super Bowl, man. I've been saying perfection a lot today. It's kind of been like the, the word of the day here. You um, piss perfection, dude. That's why. What's that? You piss perfection. <laughs> Every day when I wake up, man, I wish. Oh, my God. I wish that was the case. That's for sure, man. Piss and excellence, dude. All right. Talking a lot of gridiron. Almost dominated the entire portion um, for 50 minutes at least. We got playoff baseball, though, man. Ooh. Huh? Your Time nipples go, hard? Brother. Your nipples hard? Oh, man. Your I'm excited, dude. All day long. I mean, what, what, what time off at start? two. First pitch at two here in Tampa back. Bay. How about Texas, Ranger fans? The Texas Strangers in the playoffs. How about dude, dude? I love the chatter over the weekend where you know the, the the Rangers the Rangers punch their ticket to the playoffs. They're over there celebrating, doing all this different stuff. Astros win, they get in the playoffs, and you got uh Maldi over there doing a little champagne toast, and then you get the shit going back and forth. Houston saying, We just celebrate championships. The Rangers partied all night long and lost one to nothing. <laughs> I love it, dude. I so love it. we called it. We talked about it. We're about to have Harge on here in just a couple of minutes. Dude, they <laughs> did it. They absolutely did it. Death, taxes, and the Astros winning the damn West. We said it. And I talked to BK behind the scenes. He was just like, oh, don't even worry about it, man. Rangers in. Rangers. He knew for sure. He was telling me, don't even, don't even think that the Rangers are going to hold the two. It's just not going to happen, man. The damn Astros sneak in here. I mean, I can't even call it a sneak because it's been theirs, right? They reclaim it. They reclaim the West and take it down, man. Now they have a bye, which is absolutely what they needed. So did the Orioles, too. Well, it's hard to say that neither that no team needed this, but it felt like the Astros of all teams really needed to rest their arms and get their bullpen back. Yeah, de- definitely. And I saw something this morning. And this is even more demoralizing, I think, if you're a Rangers fan. But look, if you're a Rangers fan, don't worry about the Astros. Go take care of Tampa Bay because you got your hands full right there. Oh. You 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 might lose that oh. series. Uh, odds are good that you're going to lose that series, especially being that it's uh, Tampa has a home field advantage. Tampa, but I, yeah, yeah. AL West, AL West, get this wax. Here's here's the final nut kick for Rangers fans. AL West this year, Rangers days in first place, one fifty nine, Astros. 24 That's most importantly horrible. the last day <laughs> brutal. Brutal. it's horrible man it's horrible little oh, backdoor little backdoor scenery right there man it's thief crazy. in the night dude thief in the night 
Yeah. It's going to yeah. be exciting hey. baseball, man. I can't wait, dude. Like we said, it, it first pitch gets started at two, and then you got baseball kicking off, or, you know, starting with another first pitch at 3.30 there. You'll have the, uh, where is that? You'll have the Blue Jays and Twins mm -hmm. game, and then uh, the night games, we got Diamondbacks and Brewers, and then Marlins and Phillies rounding out the National League there. So yeah. American League gets the jump off first here because, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just yeah. the, the league that well, I like the best. Well, I think that it's happening like that because I heard the guys talking on the morning show. It's like you put the Phillies in primetime because I guess that's the biggest market team that you have right now. That's uh, but it's you know, also East, it's it's also East Coast baseball. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. basically, it. I heard uh, Riddick talk about this too. A lot of people don't know about Witherspoon because they didn't watch so much West Coast football last year too, right? Like yeah. Witherspoon. What we we talked about Monday Night Football, dude. This dude wrecked. This and and he he was playing like in a linebacker position some nights too or some of the night too right it was crazy it was outrageous yeah. uh you know two sacks interception for a touchdown uh I don't know if I've seen a rookie be that dominant in a long time man and of course now look consider the opposition right because it's New York so I don't want to take anything away from him but my God man. One hell of a performance by Witherspoon. Ring your bell here for them, uh, yeah. for him. Yeah. Just a performance. I would say the performance of the week. Um, mm -hmm. And to top it off against my Giants on Monday night. Just oh, wax, atrocious football. It's got to be. So do you like the Jets at all? Or is that I your like? Jets. I thought I saw progression with Zach Wilson there. And, of course, it was all done because Aaron Rodgers was on the field. Of course. I mean, of that course. fixes I mean, everything. And Aaron Rodgers was there. there. He gave him the presence. You saw the aura. The Superman belt wasn't on him, but you could just – you knew that the mantle was there, right? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Zach Wilson – I do think it does bring a little bit of confidence, though, to Zach Wilson when you see Aaron Rodgers and it just helps him talk yeah. through it like a mentor, man. Never – never – this is going to be the last message I got to say for the day. Never underestimate the psyche, man. Never underestimate mm – -hmm the mentality of, of having a good mentor and having, you know, someone in your corner, dude, that's what I'll say about that. Important. Let's welcome on one hell of a dude right now, man. Mike hardball Harge here. It is time for hanging with Harge as chaos theory. Get damp. Piano. You missed it yesterday, bro. I had it for yeah. you yesterday, but were you, you were not here. So I had to make sure that I brought the piano in for you. Cause I knew that's it was important. Talking about, man. <laughs> a lullaby put me to sleep here well, I, I can't wait to hear your breakdown from major league baseball we got playoffs coming on today break down as well and listen to texas sports unfiltered all throughout the day with this amazing channel man and amazing crew hey i gotta get out of here and run my place and do my pay some bills a little bit you guys take care of business man love y'all man uh get it got it good y'all know that delivery all that stuff uh Live the dream, all that other cliche, and uh, hand it over to Harge, man. Right on. Appreciate Take care, you. Harge. Appreciate Welcome. you guys, as always.